Welcome to episode 13 of season five of the Empowering Women podcast. I am your host, Shannon Baumgartner. On behalf of Empowering Women in Industry and Charlie Matthews, thank you so very much for listening to our podcast and for connecting, educating, and empowering women. We all rise together. This episode will launch around the Thanksgiving season, and I, like many of you, have so much to be grateful for. It is such a humbling honor to be part of your lives, in the car, on your walks, during your travels, or hanging out at home. Thank you so much for taking this podcast journey with me and reinforcing that all of our voices truly matter. And for our voices to matter, we must be in our highest frequency, our best energy state, the one where creativity and innovation thrive and our goals are achievable with less resistance. While we cannot be in this state all the time because, well, life, it can just be life sometimes. However, we can optimize our frequencies and move through these lower energy states quicker. Then our life is filled with more joy, more light, and more purpose. And we have a rock star guest here to help us do just that. Jennifer Watson is a dynamic speaker and coach with a gift for intuitive and visionary coaching. She is an expert in wellness and leadership development, identity and mental edge enhancement, high performance, post-trauma growth, movement and change adaptation, and soul-aligned living mastery. And for me, Jennifer has been a game changer. Her coaching is helping me step into my purpose and deal with some past traumas that have happened in my life. I am incredibly happy to share her with all of you. Warning, this is a jam-packed conversation. I think you'll need to listen to it a few times. Jennifer and I talk about her story and what brought her to this calling, the power of resiliency, and how that links to you being in your frequency. What does it look like to really be honest with yourself and why that may be a little bit harder than you think? And so much, much more. Get ready to be inspired and a little bit challenged. I am so incredibly grateful to bring this conversation to you. As always, maybe even a bit more this time, you will want a pen and paper to take notes. There are so many gold nuggets in here and aha moments in our conversation. You'll want to reflect on them later and hopefully share with others. We need everyone to hear these messages. Enjoy and I will see you on the other side. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Women podcast. In our last episode, we talked a lot about the energy shortage in corporate America. If you've not already listened to that conversation, pause us for just a little bit and go back and check that out. It's a, And this conversation is a fabulous extension of that last episode. And today I'm really thrilled to have Jennifer Watson with us. Jennifer recently spoke at the Empowering Women in Industry Conference. 
And that's actually where we met uh, about a year ago. She is one of my coaches, so I'm sort of letting you in my world a little bit. And she's helping me on my own journey to understand my own leadership frequency and how to stay in that frequency. She's teaching me to be true to my purpose, to be full in my joy and my jam. This sounds kind of easy. It's not complicated, but it does take some deliberate and thoughtful action. So let's get to it. Welcome, Jennifer, to the podcast. Oh, Shannon, I'm honored to be here. I love you. I love the empowering women in industry in any way I can serve and support. I am here and I'm excited to get going. Yeah. So I always start out with stories because that's my favorite. So for those who haven't had the blessing to meet you, tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, thank you for asking. You know, when I think about my story, I've been so honored to be through so many cool experiences, Shannon. And I'll even say my tough experiences. I've always, always been a high performer. I know a lot of women that come to your show and listen in are go-getters, high performers. And from a very young age, I was really successful at a lot of things from sports to being a good student to having friends. But what I started doing at a very young age is connecting worth love, significance, value to performing. And I started a really dysfunctional relationship, even getting into my careers, my early careers as an entrepreneur and in my relationships and in my money, everything else. And even though I was having success, I really found that I was tanking. And by the way, everyone, I'm a physical therapist, practitioner, healer by trade. And to say that, Physically, emotionally, spiritually, I was tanking behind the scenes. And it did take that come to Jesus moment, Shannon, where I was on that kitchen floor. It's either in the bathroom or the kitchen, you know, often where we're like, what am I doing with my life? This cross in the road in deciding, do I choose life to do it my way to get help, to get the life I desire? Or do I choose, keep going down this path? And I chose a path of healing, of healing my wellness, mind, body, soul, looking at what that truly meant and how that really changed how I showed up in my frequency in full alignment with things I truly love, how I could speak that truth. And all of a sudden, Shannon, I started drawing in people, places, and opportunities to me. It doesn't mean I haven't had other things come up and life gets lifey sometimes. I've been an entrepreneur a long time, but what changed is this anchoring to who I really was, healing a lot of those components and really showing up in a more powerful way. And now as a coach, consultant, and a speaker, and I get to speak across on many, many stages, these truths of really living in your vitality, really owning your unique leadership frequency, your unique impact, and how it's super important. And if I can share that and tools to get that for other men and women out there that are epic human beings, but are tired of living like just in the tank and feeling exhausted, I'm here for you because that was my journey. And I want you to get it much sooner than I did. (laughs) Yeah. I I love it. And folks, it works. So I am living proof that it's working. I still have much to grow, but I am living proof that's working. But in some of our conversations, Jennifer, you shared a story that Mm -hmm. I thought was really powerful. And the story is related to a phrase that many of us have heard this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I love the story. And I was hoping you would share that with our listeners. Absolutely. I think it's a great story to share here because high performers always want to be successful, always knock it out of the park, always, always achieve the goal faster than others, better than others, right? How many of you are raising your hands right now? Like, yeah, that's me. I got both of them up if you're watching the video. (laughs) And you know, 
what I found for a lot of people is this story has been really powerful for you. So you can pull in performance in a more good relational way, a more of a mastery that you're trying to create in this journey. And the story is this, most people don't know the story of the phrase, this too shall pass. So it's an old Sufi tale where it's about a wise man that connected with a king, a king that actually had everything. He had riches, he had family, he had clout, he had his health, he had everything, but he was really struggling with anxiety, depression, fear. He just felt like he was still lacking and he was still very sad. He was always trying to get ahead of that sadness. And so he called the wise men and he said, listen, can you tell me what the key is to life? I have all these things. I'm so successful, but I still feel so disheartened, so sad. What is the key? And the wise man basically said, well, you know what? I can help you with that. And the king's like, oh my gosh, I'll give you all my riches, everything just to tell me. And the wise man said, well, you don't have enough money with what I'm going to give you, give you, but I'm going to give it to you for free. He's like, great. I can't wait. So the wise man goes away, comes back with the box. And then the king opens up the box and he sees a bracelet in there and he opens it up and sees the insignia on the bracelet. And it says, this too shall pass. And the king was like, I don't get it. What does this mean? How is this supposed to help me? And the wise man said, if you can understand that good things shall pass and bad things shall pass and that you still have who you are, the gifts you have to give to the world, it's all good. And it took a moment for the king to really get that. But when we actually can take that into our own lives, do you hear what I just said, everyone? Good things will come and go, just like the ocean and the waves ebbs and flows. Bad things will come and go. But if we can actually sit in the mastery of what we're trying to create, the journey of it, knowing our gifts will always be there, no matter the good, the bad. It allows us to empower ourselves to know that we're significant with and without successes. And this is just the journey of mastery of ourselves with our unique gifts. And what that allows people to do, Shannon, I find, is disconnect this this idea of significance, value, worth to performance, to success, and more to this is my journey of mastery, the ebbs and flows. And if I can stay in this and feel good about myself, emotionally feel like I'm contributing no matter what, mm. I win. Everyone, if we're honestly going to be influenced by what people think about us, how much we're succeed, that's a really unstable, unstable place. Let's just be honest, right, everyone? Because we're not going to knock it out of the park the other day. We're not going to succeed in everything we want. We're not going to get the goals we always want at the time we want them. We're not going to have the greatest conversations all the time. We're not going to always feel healthy all the time. But if we're in the understanding of learning the lessons and the ebbs and flows, my gosh, you guys, it's so powerful. It allows you to expand your mastery more accelerated. That is a powerful tale. And I hope you can really take that in a way to look at performance and success in a different angle, tweaking it just a little bit. Shannon knows I talk about this a lot, can make all the difference in showing up, feeling good about yourself, no matter what happens in the universe around you that day, and really know you're doing the best you can with the tools you have, mastering what you desire to master and give to the world. Yeah, I think was as you were talking, because I've always had the pleasure of hearing that story once before. I was thinking about a comparison culture that we live in. Um, and it could be in your family, it could be in your workplace. And the one that really was popping in my head was social media, right? Because obviously on social media, we media, pardon me, we tend to put our best selves out there, right? 
And then somebody like me might say, gosh, you know, I've been wanting to do this entrepreneurial thing. Look at so-and-so out there, right? She's knocking it out of the park. And then you start getting in your head. And to me, that gets you away from your journey. And so when you told that story the first time, I was like, oh, that helps with the whole, like, I should be here or I should be there. Why is he or she in this place? And I'm not in that place quite yet. Right. And you know, what's really interesting. I'm a practitioner by trade, everybody. So I'm always looking at the science and how it changes the chemistry. And Shannon hears me say this a lot, the frequency in your body. So when we're trying to be someone that we're not, whether it be you're looking at social media or you're at a party like, wow, she has it. I want to be there, whatever it is. And it distracts you from your gifts, your mission, your purpose that you have in your life now. Your brain, everyone listen up, goes through an identity crisis because mm-hmm. you're saying to it at first, this is my goals. This is my truth. This is my gifts. This is what I love about myself. This is how I'm going to do it. And then you scroll through social media and you're like, oh, I'll try this. I'm going to try that. That's not me, but I think I'll try it. Your brain takes a high right. It goes, wait a minute. This is you. You're saying this is you, but now you're doing something opposite of your truth. It doesn't know what to do. It starts dysregulating and trying to compensate for all these different personality disorders. Everyone, we saw a huge identity crisis post-2020 because people were trying to fit in, not be rejected, not speak their truth, whatever that was, personally, professionally, politically, it doesn't matter, everyone. And what happened is your brain didn't understand. It's saying, Shannon believes this, but she's saying this. And we were literally creating what we call the bipolar disorder complex in our brain. They saw people's brains literally changing, similar to those with bipolar, everyone. This is real. Yeah, I think you've shared part of that before. That is crazy. Like the first time you told that, I'm like, really? Yes. And that's why, you know, Everybody says, well, yeah, it's great to say, say my truth and be badass and I'm a lion. But everyone really want to understand it makes you sick, literally sick. You're more prone to cancers. You're more prone to diseases. You're more prone to being irritable, moody. Do you think that's going to affect how you show up as a leader in your mission of impact? Heck to the yay. So <laughs> really understand that this is not just a saying, yeah, go for it, speak your truth, blah, 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 live your life. It's because literally your body is going to cry out, communicate to you, you are not going down the right path. And talk about not being in your frequency, okay? When you're doing that, it's trying to regulate, let alone trying to be in your higher frequency of leadership, which I know we can go through, Shannon, but it's understanding first your core values. Mm. What do you want to give to the world? That does change every few years, everybody. I'm a big believer in reassessing that and limiting social media, having groups, masterminds, people that you trust. Shannon and I, I trust her. You know, How can we feed off each other? Be around people that support your cause, not comparing, contrasting with social. I'm a big believer in finding your tribe and limiting social media and making sure you're using tools to stay in your healthy state, which we can go through those too. But if yeah. you're not doing that and you're trying to get over here and live your leadership frequency and do your thing, you're not going to get anywhere fast. Start with your truth. Start with your core values. Take a step in speaking your truth. We're all speakers at the end of the day, everybody. Every one of us. Because we're communicating or not what we believe about ourselves, the world, and what we're contributing. So start there. You stay healthy. You get vital. Your frequency already starts elevating. Game over. You become unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you did a great transition for me because 
I think, and you've said this yourself, I think one of the core leadership traits, I don't know if that's the right word going forward is resiliency. The world is moving faster and faster. Things are coming, things are going. And what you've taught me is being able to understand that frequency. So if you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit more about what frequency means to you and how that's critical to your, to your leadership. Absolutely. So everyone, you know, to become more resilient to life that comes at you, it doesn't matter if it's personal, professional world, you know, look what's going on in our world right now. It's a lot of stuff going on and that affects us. And we're getting more information to us at an exponential rate than ever before. And it affects us. It affects how we feel. And that's where I want to start with frequency. Everyone, you know, it's described a little differently. I'm going to use a couple different words to see how it lands with each of you. Frequency, currency, energy. It's all the same. We are positively and negatively charged. We know when we feel low energy, doesn't matter what it is. That's something we can go into what's caused that, but we know we don't feel that good. We feel low energy. We feel fatigued. We feel muscle tightness. We feel heart palpitations. We know when we don't feel good. All of us have different symptomology that way. We also know when we feel high energy, AKA high frequency, high currency, elated, expansive, creative ideas, feeling really good in our body, feeling more energy, better brain clarity, better connection with our people, even our health. We're having better bowel movements, everyone. We're feeling better with our <laughs> exercise. Okay, we will go there, everyone. Yeah. All the time. Come but, on, it, we yes. all do it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we all know and describe feeling low energy or high energy. It's the same thing as low frequency or high frequency, low currency or high currency. When you go to a party, everyone, you go around and connect with people that you are drawn to their energy, whether you use that word or not, their frequency. Like, I like that person. Ooh, I'm not quite aligned. You move away and go to someone else, right? That's their frequency they're giving off. We all are negative and positively charged. And how we exude that to the world is through frequency, energy, currency. It's like plugging in, you know, your, your lamp and stuff, and it has a certain bulb in it, 20 watts versus 80 watts. It gets brighter with 80 watts, Right. We're no different. Remember, everybody, our body, when we're working throughout the day, has autonomic interactions it has throughout the day, breathing, heart rate, digestion that we're not even thinking about. That's frequency. That's our body moving in and out of positive and negative charges. When we are not feeling good about a situation, this is where it really kicks in with leadership, everyone. Our emotions are frequency too. It's like having a bad apple versus a good apple. Mm. <laughs> if you have a rotten apple, what does it do to your gut? Gas, bloating, you know, maybe something with your bowels, right? Not, I was going to say, not good bowel movements. We're going there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm having some with the BMs today. <laughs> if you have a good apple, it tastes good. You're refreshed. Maybe you have a little peanut butter with it, right? And you feel good. Energy is connected as well to emotions, everyone. We have shown in research, fear, anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. Anger, frustration has different frequencies than forgiveness, love, gratitude, creation, connection, okay? And what we've seen when we measure it on scales, this is usually in hurts everyone, is we've looked at when someone's angry, when someone's not feeling well, we can measure hurts, how the heart is pal you know, palpating, how the brain is being activated or not, that we are at a lower frequency of our entire body working when we're in a lower emotional state versus a higher emotional state of elation and creation. 
when we're at a higher frequency, our body internally game on from brain to nervous system activation, to gut, to heart, to everything. Okay. It allows us to not only be healthier, but if our brain is activated, we have more creative solution ideas. We are natural. Shannon, we've talked about this, our natural personality will come out because we're in a healthier state. Our creation and our gifts come out because we're in a healthier state. Do you think yep. whatever your gifts are, Shannon, are going to be exuded as well when you're in fear, anxiety, depression? Of course not. Okay. So the whole idea behind leadership frequency, just like wellness frequency, just like anything in our world, money is frequency. We call it currency for a reason, right? Everyone, everything in this world is positively, negatively giving and receiving. We have the ability with our own body internally to utilize tools to elevate ourselves from a lower frequency to a higher frequency. It's no different than if you have a bad apple and you have gas and you decide to take Mylanta. Okay. Increase your frequency again, right? Okay. I do other things besides taking Mylanta, but my point is the same. It's just a different tool. So if your energy, it's a type of food is low frequency, fear, anger, resentment, we have tools to pull you back into a higher frequency of love, forgiveness, enlightenment, creation. Do you think you need that? to optimize your gifts. Do you think you need that everyone to come up with solutions when it's activating your creative zone in a more powerful way? Do you think it's gonna help you connect with your team and communicate in a more powerful way? Cause you're here not trying to regulate your mood and not take it to your team in a team meeting. The answer to all that I hope you guys all realize is yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's huge. Yes, and it's gonna optimize your productivity, your performance and your bottom line. And guess what everyone? I love the movie Avatar where they're all connected and they start moving together. <laughs> Feed off each other's frequency. When you start elevating in your creation, it's called masterminding. Your team starts feeding off of that. There's something to being in a positive environment. They've shown in research it increases your IQ by doing nothing else but being in a positive environment. Did you guys know that? That's <laughs> huge because of what's masterminding. When you're in higher frequency, Shannon, if someone in your team isn't, even if they don't have the tools you have, you start elevating them, okay? And that in and of itself is going to help you start creating congruence and communication with them in a powerful way, even again, if they don't have the tools that you have yet, okay? Mm -hmm. But just understanding your ability to take care of you first helps you influence everyone around you. I say when you're in your highest leadership frequency, you don't just live and survive an environment that's not to your favor. You actually freaking shift the environment to your favor. I saw Shannon last week and her frequency shift the environment to her favor. I saw people come up to her and connect with her after she led a panel. I saw people tell her how great she looked and how her face looked different. I was seeing it. I saw the way that she was moving her body. I saw the color she wore. I fed into that. It made me speak differently. You guys, this stuff is real. If nothing else, understand when you internally raise your frequency, all your gifts, your mastery, your ability to connect with others radiates around you and it starts shifting the environment to your favor. So all your systems you have at your business will actually start working. I work with so many leaders, Shannon, where they're like, I have great systems. I have all these things that they know the, the tasks they're supposed to do and they still suck. I'm like, okay, what's going on in your world that you're exuding? 
that's not allowing them to respond effectively. When we start working on this stuff, Shannon, this leadership frequency with your unique gifts and your talents and bringing it to the table. I've worked with people in 30 days. They're like, wow, we haven't done anything different with this person, but now they're just really all invested in this project. It's so weird. I'm connecting better with my spouse. It's so weird. I'm like, is it? It's frequency, everyone. It's learning. Uh, I'm laughing because we literally just had this conversation before we hit the record button. <laughs> it's true. Every you, we, by the way, everyone, I want you to know this. I am I am a left brain, A plus B equals C2. I love the science. I like the structure. I hear all you engineers that are out there, tech people. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm a PT. I'm a scientist by trade. When I start stepping into the other side of my brain to balance out that left side, my intuition, my frequency, my creation, my feminine side is when everything changed at an accelerated rate. I started loving my life and still using all the tools I had before, the structure, the frameworks, the gifts, but in a place that was aligned with me. And when you're doing things that are aligned with you, stepping in your truth and aligning things with your core values, everyone, your frequency starts changing. Side note, that does not mean you're not going to have hard days. What <laughs> we're teaching you is how to get back into your game when you're noticing a lower frequency. You do not shame that. Everyone, we're human beings living a life and life can get lifey. And some things can be very hard where you're going through a season. But you can still have tools to pull you back in to step in powerfully for that day. Even if it's not the same power that you had the day before because of what you're going through but you can still shift it to your favor. And that's when your tribe starts helping you too and shifting it for you. And that's why tribes are important yeah. as well. You grab some of their frequency that they can believe for you. Yeah. And Shannon understands that working mm -hmm. together. I have that. I wouldn't be able to do what I do and shift out of my frequency sometimes, Shannon, if I didn't have my tribe. And I have a lot of tools at this point. Yeah, like, do you mind just sharing like a simple tool, that one yeah. that maybe everybody can start doing? as soon yeah. as they'd like. No, absolutely. So, you know, Shannon's heard me say this a lot and, and many of you that have seen me speak, I love to dance. Apparently I love to dance. Okay. And she's really good, by the way, I've seen a video and I was really impressed. I was like, knock that out. You might be in your home, but you're knocking it out. Where's the disco ball in here? Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to give you the most crazy basic tool, everyone, but it's the biggest. Okay. As I just mentioned, your emotions are like food to your body. They're in your body, good or bad. And if you have a hard emotion that you're experiencing, and by the way, you don't even know why, or maybe you do know why, but maybe subconsciously you don't know why, don't worry about that right now. If you're feeling frustrated, anger, resentment, anxious, doesn't matter, own that shit, okay? And what I mean is it's here, it's in your body, it is in your body. So you want to move it out just like a bad apple. I'm going to go back to that, right? We want to find a way to move it out of your body quicker. Acknowledge it. We're not shaming it, but start moving it through your body. And how we do that is how I just said it. You need to move, but you need to do a movement that feels good to you. For me, it's different forms of dance. For some people, it's jumping jacks. For some people, it's sprinting. For some people, it's doing a somersault, somersault, excuse me, or cartwheel in the yard. It does not matter. You have to start moving some of that out. When we are aware that emotions are not us, a lot of women, and I know a lot of women listen to your podcast, and we shame our shameful or lower frequency moments, which is funny, that <laughs> we want to be high performing and our emotions. I'm like, you guys, life is life. 
when we acknowledge, like, I am feeling this, I don't even have to know why or acknowledge that yet. I just want to move this through. I'm aware of it. It just, it's not me. It do, it's not connected to me. When I say it's not me, I'm observing in the emotion I have. It doesn't, it's not connected to my worth or significance. How can I move it through and then start making other tools to start giving new solutions? So all of you think of something you love to do. I've literally made my neighbors laugh by doing somersaults in my yard. Bonus. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You're making oh, you totally laugh. need to get them to video that and put it on one of your either your website or something. That's a hundred percent. hundred percent. That's the bonus. You're gonna maybe make someone else laugh, but do that. And I'm telling <laughs> you guys, do this for a couple minutes. I guarantee you, you're gonna be lifted just a little bit. Just a little bit. And what that does, everyone, when you lift that up a little bit, your nervous system and your brain start feeling safe again. So it's willing to receive some other tools. So that's the first, you wanna move whatever emotion, if it's negative, out of your body. We get into the weeds with bad emails, bad fights with partners, a team meeting that didn't go well, and we stay there and ruminate and ruminate all the time. We get out of our frequency and stay out of it. If we can move the energy through first, then we can go on to the next tools and get you back into your lane. So acknowledge what you're feeling, move it through. Choose an activity that feels good to you. The second thing I always encourage people to do is 100%, even if you're not a journaler, everyone, write something out. When we have a lot of chaos in our brain, writing it and speaking it, everyone, physiologically takes it out of your head, purges it through the body. So now the brain has space for a solution. Okay. I'm laughing because I think women are very good at what I call mental to-do lists. Like they're not actually physically somewhere, yes. but they're up here and then they're yes. running around up here. Yes. And then it, if your little creativity gene yes. tries to appear, it's like caught in this little to-do list crap storm in your head. And it's right. like, no, thank you. You don't, we don't have room for you in here. Yes. You're out. <laughs> it's Shannon, I love that you say, say that. I want you to hear what she just said. We women pride ourselves that we're multitaskers and keep everything in our head and situated. Everyone, I want you to know, that is not a, a blue badge, gold star that you want because it, 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 we it, feel it, like there's an award that should be on our our bookcase somewhere. I'm like we are the world's best multitasker. Exactly. And by the way, everyone that energetically takes up space in your brain. So that's why writing down your to do list, purging out and writing your emotions takes that space and takes it out so you can actually see things for one. And start seeing connections and making a solution happen. But also it takes up less space, everybody, physiologically in your brain. Your creative zone starts getting activated because now it's not ruminating and trying to organize everything that you've been keeping in your head. It's very true, everyone. I don't care if you want to journal it or speak it out loud, but you need to take it from here down to here. And you do that through journaling and or speaking it. I gu I guarantee all of you to come back to this podcast or DM me and say, oh my gosh, <laughs> I came up with a solution faster. I'm like, exactly. Let go of the fact that you don't need to write down a to-do list. And you have Let that go because it's actually deterring you from your flow state, from your frequency flow state. Write that stuff out or verbalize it. And I guarantee you're going to find a solution faster for whatever frequency you found yourself in or start seeing where it's mirroring some things that are from your past that we have other tools for that too. Everyone, I'm telling you, your, your brain is so brilliant. It wants to work for you, but it needs room. 
It can't, it can't be pummeled with all this information, social media, your to-do list. Like it's literally overrun. And yeah. I feel like it's short circuiting for my electrical folks out there. Yes. Like your brain's like, yep, I'm done. I short circuited. We're taking a break. Oh my gosh. Shannon lo- drop the mic on that one, which is, <laughs> it's exactly what's happening. Everyone were like, why am I seeing from the screen? And usually this thing that is so easy for me as an engineer isn't working. And why is this thing that I usually say to this person and not working? Because of what you just said, it is truly short-circuiting. It is literally repeating a pattern. It doesn't know what to do because you're not giving it space. Move, then write or speak it out. And you will be surprised how much you continue to elevate your frequency. You're like, oh my gosh, you get a little traction. I see a solution to this problem. Everyone, yes, I do a lot of coaching consulting for things that are deeply rooted traumas that sometimes keep you in pattern. And sometimes coaching consulting 100% is needed. I've had coaches most of my career, business, wellness, all that. But this stuff we're giving you, I kid you not, will give you true traction on going from a low frequency to a high frequency to get you back into your lane. We lose so much time as rock star business leaders, entrepreneurs, executives, engineers that are brilliant, high performers, Shannon, because we get so caught up in the small little noise, the bad email, the the fight, the thing that didn't go 100% our way and we ruminate. And our brain just kind of keeps practicing it. It's like, okay, you're not giving me something new. Give it something new. Move that crap through. Write it out. And I guarantee you, it's, you guys, I hated journaling, by the way. People are like, I, I hated it too. I love doing it out. Even if it's two or three sentences every day, it pulls things down my nervous system to a calm state and allows me to see solutions. I can't tell you how much it changes my world, how much it shows in research, how it activates your creative zone when you do that. Um, the little caveat to that, Shannon, I'm going to give you guys a little bit extra tool on that. If you write with your non-dominant hand. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> write, even in two or three sentences, write with your non-dominant hand, your emotions. Your, every- I hope nobody needs to be able to read it because they probably won't be able to. <laughs> but this is your journal. This is for you, Shannon. Oh, you fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. Read it. But the reason why doing that, because your non-dominant hand is also going to activate your creative zone because it's something oh, new you have to get creative. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause you're going to try to get creative to write with something you're not used to. Yeah. Makes exactly. Sense. So it's just like, if you, have you ever noticed anyone that you come up, you say on your screen, I can't think how to do this. I can't think how to do this. Then you go and play with your nephew, go color. I have a coloring book and go to, and all of a sudden you're like, I thought of something. You know why? Because you got out of your fight or flight, out of your left brain and got into your creative zone, which is where solutions happen. How yeah. many times have you guys done that? You sit at your- I'm laughing because I think the famous one is a shower. Like yes. either in the morning or the evening or after a workout, you're in the shower and you're kind of in a different zone. I laugh. I'm gonna pick on my best friend here. I joke with her that if she ever starts a sentence out with, well, I was thinking about this in the car. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to know. Like, cause yeah. I'm joking. Cause she, that's like her thinking time. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and you guys, it's so powerful. Your brain wants to work for you. It just has to be in a state. I, I kid you not. And Shannon's heard me say this so much. So much. I, what I teach is very counterintuitive, but it's actually very intuitive for the brain. So when I say counterintuitive, it's what you cognitively cerebrally have said to yourself works or not. Staring at a screen for five hours is a blue badge of honor. And somehow sooner or later, I'm going to finally get the answer because that's showing that I'm working hard. How many of you have said that? Yeah, versus- no, wor- no word for that either. Yes, versus <laughs> doing something counterintuitive, taking a deep breath, like I'm going to step away because I'm getting nothing done. 
you know, I'm going to take yeah. a risk and do something different. I guarantee you when you go to, I have coloring books in my office. You guys, I have like a stack right over here. I kid you not. Five coloring books. I color. I'm almost 50 years old and I color. Okay. What I am telling you, when you step out from a situation and do something completely different, somersaults, journaling, coloring in a coloring book is when you actually find your answer. Hey, high performers. I don't work that much. I work very hard, but I work very little because I've learned to be in flow state, get things done, step away, not be afraid to do it. I have literally had a 20 to-do list. Like, oh my gosh, looks like a lot. I doubled down on my exercise in the morning, spent three hours instead of two. And guess what happens? I get done with my day sooner, like in half the amount of time. You know why? Because I got a lot of creative stuff going on when I'm exercising that I get to bring to the table for all the things happening in my staff meeting, the hard conversation I have to have with Jane Doe, the mom that I have to deal with on the phone, the something that she's dealing with. I'm already in my jam. I'm in my frequency. frequency. Yep. Yep. I'm going to ask two more questions. This one's a little bit of a hard pivot, yeah. but one of the things I learned with you and the listeners are going to laugh when they hear this question the one thing you've taught me is about being honest with yourself. And when you first said that, I was like, well, that's just dumb. Of course we're honest with ourselves." Um, just tell listeners what that looks like and why it's challenging for most people, if not all people. Yeah, absolutely. So this comes very, it ties very close to the, what we were talking about earlier, everyone about identity crisis. Like we're not honest with people outwardly, right? So we're thinking a truth, but we're not telling people the truth outwardly in their brains. Like, What's going on? You're doing one thing and saying another. It doesn't make sense. The same thing is true with you on you. And what I mean is, is when you actually believe something and you say you're going to do it or you believe you're going to do it and you're going to keep doing it and you don't do it for yourself, your brain starts not trusting you. It actually starts giving you activities that are far from the activity that you want to trust yourself in. This is the thing that I want every one of you to understand Many of us through our day, think about how many times, how many times during your day are you not being honest with yourself or, the, or those around you? And what I mean is I'm laughing because I've done this and it's, it is, you're going to, I give you the challenge to do it for one day. Yes. Just and everyone, one day. What Shannon's talking about is these small things. So if I get asked by Shannon, do you think I did a good job on this project? And maybe I don't believe that she actually did that maybe it was average, okay? But I don't want to quote, hurt her feelings. I don't wanna have a hard conversation. I don't want her not to not like me, reject me, whatever the BS that you're giving yourself. So instead you say, Shannon, it was a good job. It was a good job. You're going against honesty with yourself because you just said to yourself like, no, it wasn't quite the good job. It wasn't quite what I thought it should be, okay? What about also you say that you're going to go work out five days a week and you don't work out at all that week, but you know, your brain's saying you want to do that. And you've justified all week why you can't, you're busy or your kids need to get dropped off at school and you don't do that, but you know, it's really important to you and wellness is important to you. And you said you were going to do it and then you didn't do it. You're being dishonest with yourself. Do you guys see that? So it's these little things, whether you're being dishonest with response to someone or you're being dishonest with activities that you desire to do for yourself and you don't do them. It creates a brain that again, just like we were talking about earlier in our podcast, it doesn't trust you. 
you're saying one thing, but you're saying another thing to Shannon. You're saying you liked it, but you said you just said deep down you don't like it. You said you were going to work out because wellness is your priority this year, and it's very important. And you had it on your schedule Monday through Friday. And you haven't done it all this week. And now you're justifying why you didn't do it. And you're not being honest with yourself, right? It creates- And, and listeners, so she gave myself and a few others a challenge to do it for a week. Yes. And I cannot tell you how many times I lied to myself. Yes. And when I had to really think about it, I'm like, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> And She's you know, so right. You don't realize you're doing it until you start paying attention to it. And, and one thing I'm going to give you guys another tool here. If, if you feel, for instance, someone may come to you and you feel like you can't be honest with them, start with being honest with yourself. This is why I believe in evening rituals. At the end of the day, being honest with yourself. How did my day go? Did I connect well in that staff meeting? Did I handle that hard conversation well? How can I do it differently? Start there. Many times we're not even being honest with what's happening in our own life right now. Forget the example everyone about not working out. That's kind of more of an overt one. Like, okay, I didn't work out this week and I'm justifying it. But really look hard. Like, what did you do today? What was aligned with your values and your goals? And what was not on spot? Get super honest with yourself. And by the way, everyone, that's hard. That doesn't feel good. Like, you know what? I kind of lied to my friend. You know what? I kind of didn't do the things that I told everyone that I was going to do, but I made everybody else on my team do it. You know what? I didn't handle that conversation very well with um, something that I thought was going to be hard, you know, connecting with this person on. You know what? I could. It's going to be hard at first, but when you start just being super honest, especially on things that are hard or lessons or you feel like you didn't knock it out of the park, it becomes easier when Shannon comes up to me and asks, how do you think I did on the presentation? I can now stand more in a truthful answer because I've been practicing being truthful and honest with myself. Hmm. What do we talk about all the time, Shannon? How can you create empathy for someone else in your workforce if you don't have empathy for yourself? How can you create forgiveness and have help a you know staff member that isn't doing well if you're not forgiving yourself for things that you're not doing well? Do you see the mirror there? So if you really want to get better, practice what Shannon said. Do it for a week. Find out if you really are being that honest with yourself. Maybe you're also thinking, oh, you know, I'm pretty good at it. Get super honest, everyone. <laughs> You're not. I, I I challenge everybody that's listening to this. Even if you just do it for a day, yeah, and count it, you're going to be really surprised. I think, right? at How many times you lie to yourself? <laughs> or at least I that. was. And think about that. If you're lying to yourself, do you think you can stay in your full frequency and what you want to give to the world? If you're not even being honest with anyone, let alone you, it's like having a boat move like one degree to the right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even if it's just a micro little fib, Shannon, just a micro little fib to yourself, a little micro little fib to Shannon. Oh, it won't matter. I won't see her again for a while. Shifted at one degree. Where does that boat end up 400 miles from now? Freaking in a different country. Okay. When I'm talking about alignment, get back on your truth, get back to your frequency. This is what I'm talking about. Everyone not justifying. Oh, I won't see Shannon again for a while. I don't want to hurt feelings. I don't want to deal with that. I'm just going to tell her the truth. Shift. Shit. Do you see what happens by the end of the day? People are like, why am I so tired? Yes, everyone, I'm a practitioner. Sometimes it's lack of sleep, not eating well, not exercising, but often more times than not is we are not being honest with ourselves. 
truthful with yourself and ultimately not with others. Everyone, I'm telling you, I'm a practitioner by trade. And this is the biggest domino out of this entire podcast I could give you is what we just said right now. If you can practice and just audit yourself for a week and not shame it, but see where you're at and you start moving back and taking a deep breath and going, you know what, Shannon, thank you for the presentation. That takes so much courage to do that. This is something I might do a little bit differently to help it next time. That's being honest. It's not making her feel bad, right? But you're actually stepping into what you want to give an answer of, right? So it's just mm-hmm. correcting and starting to correct those little degrees a little bit. And you guys have fun with it. Shannon's like, have fun with this. We say one thing and then also we're like, oh my gosh, when you start having fun at looking at ways you want to improve yourself and seeing where you weren't seen before, some things like, wow, that is true. I do that. This is where, where awareness is where it starts, everyone. And then we have tools to go deeper and allow you to stay more in alignment. And when you stay more alignment, you're more in your frequency. And when you're in your frequency, everything you desire as a leader of your deeper purpose of impact, whatever that is, is going to happen at a rate that feels accelerated and also with ease and joy and flow. And you know what? In a world that we have a lot of junk going on, we need your lights to accelerate your deeper purpose of impact because this world needs you. It needs your why and it needs you in your frequency to give your why to the world. (laughs) Well, you just did a fantastic transition into my next question. I'm going to look at my notes here because I want to make sure I get this quote right. You said a quote and I can't ever get the whole thing right, but it's like in bold and highlight in my notebook. And it says your greatest calling will always be inconvenient to the old person you used to be. Yes. Yes. Tell us more about what that means for folks. You know, and when you said that back to me, that's why I still get chills with it. It, It's so true. And I want women or anybody, our allies listening to this podcast to step into their calling. So I think it's a great place to have a quick conversation. Yes. And it's such a vital point because what did we just get done talking about everybody is, is pulling you into a higher frequency, elation, expansion, creation, the space you can live your greatest life. That is true. But here's the deal, everyone. When you are truly stepping in to your deeper purpose, your calling, like this is it, Jennifer. Like, I feel that. I'm going to tell you right now, you're stepping into a growth zone because you've never stepped into calling yet, right? You're going to start taking steps, actions, drawing in people, places, opportunities. You're going to be starting to do things differently in all areas of your life. It's going to be required of you if you're stepping your calling. And when that happens, everyone, you're going to feel a lot of resistance, that's different than trying to get you from this low high frequency we're talking about. When you are stepping into your calling, you're going to feel like, wow, am I doing this? You're going to question it because you're not going to always feel good stepping here because your brain's going, what is going on, Jennifer? Why are you doing this? It does, Just understand the brain doesn't know that it's safe. It's just saying it's different. So it's not safe. All you have to do using the right tools. We teach this in our program. Namaste, that lovely brain. And you want to take these small steps into your calling. And when we talk about it not feeling convenient, that's what I'm talking about. It's going to feel resistant. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, look at my bank account. Oh my gosh, look at my friends saying I'm crazy. Oh my gosh, look at the people that's leaving me. Oh my gosh, look at at the person I'm becoming. Can I let go of that person I was? I had success there. You see that? You're creating your own resistance and actually your own inconvenience. You're justifying why you don't step into your calling. 
You justify you don't have the money in the bank account. It's not convenient, Jennifer. You justified that you have a lot going on with your kids and so many things, quote unquote, air quotes, not convenient. Okay. When you, I'll say this, everyone, the more excuses you have about how it's not convenient right now, the most likely you're supposed to do it now. I'm going to say <laughs> that again. Okay. The more excuses you have to not do something in your calling, the more inconvenient it is, is the exact reason why you need to be doing it now. Because it's the barriers coming at you. It's saying, whoa, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. You guys get in your tribe, get a coach, get Shannon, get a friend, get someone to help you step in and make micro steps that are inconvenient. I'm going to say one thing right here. It's a little off topic before we go. The final question is people look at maybe like Charlie Matthews. I'll pick on her. I'll pick on myself and think, oh, she's got this whole darn thing figured out. And it's like I said in my post about mine and your relationship. I do not. So if you look at my LinkedIn feed and you think, oh, she just won this award. She's got this whole thing figured out. I don't. I have coaches and just like many in our uh, mental health system have therapists. Those that are us in in leadership, we need coaches. So that's sort of my plug, whether it be Jennifer or somebody else, go get a coach because they are going to help you see things that you can't see for yourself. Absolutely. And when you're stepping into your calling, everyone, again, you have so much coming at you, old beliefs, old behaviors, trauma coming forward. I want you to know, everyone, I want to end on this quote. When you're stepping your calling, it is a true spiritual journey. You're going to have mm. old stuff come up, old beliefs. You're going to question everything. You're going to lose people. I'm going to say that again. You're going to lose people. You may even lose a little money. I guess I told my story. I almost went bankrupt. Like you guys, there's times where I, w- I was stepping, I'm not telling you to go bankrupt. What I'm telling you is there's <laughs> challenges. Yeah, my financial people are there go, whoa, 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 what are you <laughs> saying? Exactly, exactly. But I think there was someone actually at the conference that said, you know how much my credit score has gone up and down stepping into my calling? I, I forgot who it was that said, I'm like, amen to that statement. Everyone is going to question and push your money relationships, your relationship relationships, your old beliefs and your trauma but go back to why you're doing it. Get a coach and get your tribe and know that the inconvenience is going to be short-lived when you take one step into that inconvenience and your brain starts expanding and taking in more and you get the momentum, you get the traction, everyone. It's not always a pretty dance, but do you want to be at the end of your life knowing you didn't take a shot at what you know was the reason why you were here? One of the things I said at the conference, and I know you remember this, Shannon, is there's two moments in someone's life. The first is when you are born. The second is when you realize why. That's your calling, my friend. Are you going to let money, relationship, what people think be the reason, the inconvenient reason? Because life is short if you live even a long time. Find a coach, find a support, find people that can help you find solutions to some of these things that are inconvenient and step the F in. You guys, it's life is too short and we need you not to be someone else, Shannon, not to be Mimi, not to be Shannon, to be you. We need your why. The world is hurting and we need your gifts to help unhurt it. Be your why. Step into that moment. And if you know what it is, reach out to us and let us help you because that's how we help each other get to our next level of our calling. Yep. It was almost like a good ending, but I, I do want to wrap up. I like to end with what's one piece of advice or quote 
that you would love to leave with our listeners? Oh gosh, you know, I've always been a risk taker most of my adult life. And I will say this, my favorite quote of all time that's led me and helped me just live my full life. Sometimes you have to take a leap and build your wings on the way down. Oh, Woo, that's true. On yeah. my quote section in the show notes, that's going up at the top. That's so true. Well, Jennifer, I know we're wrapping up our time. Where can folks find you if they want you as their leadership coach? Absolutely. So I'm the most active on LinkedIn and Instagram. On LinkedIn, I'm at Jennifer Watson. On Instagram, I'm at the Jennifer Watson. And I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. If you have questions about this episode, and of course, we're here to support you if that aligns with you. But I've loved supporting your community, Shannon. Such a blessing. You're a rock star. <laughs> and you have a podcast of your own, correct? Do you want to yes. just mention that really quickly? Yes, a Soul Purpose Leadership Podcast. And I'm done um, recording some of my episodes where I'm on and I have guests on. But if any of you are into wanting to connect with me and get on my podcast, I'm open for that as well. But it's an amazing podcast. You guys all have to check it, it out. Is. Yep. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for being my coach and for being here and supporting our community. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Shannon. All right. See you guys next time. Listeners, what an amazing conversation. I have already listened to it several times myself. There is so much in there to unpack and apply in our daily lives. There are many, many incredible takeaways, but there are two in particular that really grab me and they relate to one another. The first is there are two moments in someone's life. The first is the day you were born. The second is when you realize why. And the second takeaway is sometimes you have to take a leap and build your wings on the way down. I think both of these are so poignant and true at such a core intimate level in our lives. I believe there is a universal truth for all of us where deep down we all long for our purpose in life. That one thing we were uniquely put on this earth to do. The journey to that purpose, it can be long or short, but our life completely changes Once we find it, or maybe we just stumble into it. It is something that will not let go of us. Even if we try to ignore it, the signs keep coming and the voices grow ever louder calling to us. But let's be honest, stepping into that calling, while exciting, can be downright terrifying. Like we are stepping into a huge unknown, full of possibility, but also great vulnerability. We have opened up our heart for all to see. Our nerves are open, ready for connection, but also a bit like live wires, ready to shock us. It is exhilarating, but as Jennifer said, it is also a growth zone. I would go so far as to say it is a transformation zone. It is like nothing I have ever experienced. And the empowering women in industry community, it is also a growth zone. If you're new, welcome to our community. 
I promise it is the best place to find your calling and be in your highest frequency. You can find links to the Empowering Women website in the show notes. There are so many ways to engage with us throughout the year, including our mentoring circles, monthly meetups, events, and book club. You can join us at any time. There is no better investment than this investment in yourself. Link is in the show notes. You can also become a formal member of our community, giving you access to a diverse array of resources. Link to that option is also in the show notes. And finally, on your favorite podcast platform, please like us and provide a positive review. This will allow more listeners to find their way toward our purposeful and high frequency community. I want to close this episode, as usual, with a call to action. I'm going to term this one a call to embrace your calling. As we approach the season of gratitude and giving, the wise words of Oprah Winfrey ring in my ear. She says, and I quote, there is no greater gift you can give or receive than to honor your calling. It's why you were born and how you become most truly alive. As Jennifer said during our conversation, the world is hurting yet hopeful in so many ways. The world, it needs your gifts. It needs you fully immersed in that calling to heal those that are hurting and to give the light of hope to all of us. For me, I want each and every one of you to truly be alive, to be joyful, to be grateful, to be excited for what's to come, and to be truly engaged in creating it. Embrace your calling, begin to build your wings, and of course, continue to ignite your fire within. Until next time, my friends, happy Thanksgiving.